Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Coming to you from the beautiful studios of WPPM 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Power Media, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting here in this lovely studio in this city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, I'm asking for all of you cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together, if you will, for another edition of Black Tribble. I feel like we should be keeping it sexy. Definitely. Use the lights and lay down on the bear skin. Oh, yes. Smooth listening with Black Tribbles. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely, lovely, lovely studio by... Oh, forget what I was going to say, because now I'm going to switch it up. I'm getting here, feeling it, and I'm getting licked up. It's the man, the myth, the legend in the building, Mr. Thursday Night. Night. Slowing it down for you all, triple life. What's up, good people? It's one of the ladies of the Triple Nation here. The Amalgam Triple, a.k.a. Uncanny Triple, a.k.a. Bruce Lee Roy Triple. Show enough. Keeping it smooth tonight on your Thursday night. All right? All right. What's up, what's up? It's the smooth flying Nimbus Rider. It is the Super Saiyan Triple, also known as Cousin Muscles. What's up? <laughs> I've never heard you be smooth before. That was that was that was cool. That was I cool. didn't know we had it in it. I know, Ike! It's because it's Ike. It's Ike tonight. Yeah, it might be a little Ike tonight. This is Ike. I don't know. Ike ain't never been smooth. (laughs) (laughs) True Ike rambunctious. Ike's Ike's are not known for being smooth. So we got to be careful. Let's let's tread very delicately. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. He might bust out like some chef. Hello there, children. We have a fun show for you this evening, ladies and gentlemen, as we are going to be talking later on with Tony Weaver Jr. 
of Weird Enough Productions uh, and voted. And what was he voted? He was voted. Uh, hmm. What was that? Oh, yeah. 30 under 30 on the Forbes list? Wow. Yeah. So, big deal. Big, big deal. deal. Big oh, deal. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking to Tony Weaver Jr., getting him inside the Triple Nation tonight. Yes, yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. We got more worst-case scenarios to run by your way tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have so much fun. The Super Triple, he is on tour with Gangsta Grass, being doing famous. big things, being famous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Storm Triple could not be here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, but she sends her regards, uh, as always. But you can still check us out. We're streaming live and direct on YouTube.com slash Black Tribbles where Dante is manning the cameras. How you doing, Dante? Rocking the smoothest Nintendo shirt. I know. He keeps he he likes uh, he got the Nintendo shirt. He got the um, Apu the Apu Quickie March on. Yeah. Uh, th- that's that's your style. That's your style. You like short sleeve. Yeah, you like the dad bowling shirts. The dad bowling shirts. <laughs> that's your vibe. How many b- bowling shirts you got, Dante? You got like a whole like secret like. You like got a closet loft. full of them. Like cartoon God, characters. He probably got like thing. one room of the house. It's just, just all one room, all bowling, all bowling shirts, shirts. <laughs> and bowling shoes. You don't got bowling shoes. What he's doing them. You, you got, got the bowling, bowling shoes, shoes too? and bowling shirts. <laughs> wow, so I don't know because he don't wear the shoes out the house though. So what they really do with them? No. But you know what? That makes sense because he came in tonight quoting King of the Hill. So no, that does fair. make sense. Yeah, that sounded about right. Real talk. You got a propane grill and everything. I tell you what. Yeah. Natural <laughs> 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 burning propane. Boy, I tell you what. Get on that propane grill. That man, the dang old thing though. You man, the hot dog, that man. Because me and Isaiah were talking about, like, the Foreman Grill, nope. and, and, and Dante was like, I don't mess with those novelty grills. <laughs> oh, he don't mess with novelty grills. <laughs> now, okay. what, what does he mess with? At, now, I will con- I will say, like, I'm a, gr- a bit of a grill snob, like a bit. You know what I mean? Not, like, hard or anything, but don't invite me to your cookout if it's cooking on propane. You know what I mean? Really? So, hmm. Why I, would you? I didn't, are we I didn't friends know. or not? I didn't. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I got charcoal, no. dog. <laughs> <laughs> so so check your base, son. But I, I didn't know that you was that hardcore against it, dog. Yo, propane. I mean, what's, wrong? what's wrong with propane? Propane it, sucks. It seems it's terrible. easier. It gives you no flavor. It gets it cold as soon as it comes off. Oh. What is the point at all? Yeah, it's kind of pointless. It doesn't really give you it, any it flavor. Gets co- now, wait. You definitely got to season your food. Well, I mean, but wouldn't you always season your food? Yeah, but charcoal is a seasoning unto itself, though. Also true. With okay. the smoky well, flavoring of it. I'm not a, I'm not a skilled griller. And there's no proficiency to propane grilling. But I you just like put it on there, and then it looked like it, tur- it shriveled up, and then you take it off. No, because I feel like propane <laughs> is like cooking in your house so I feel like you have more control because charcoal isn't it just like oh this is a hot spot and then you gotta move it off the hot spot like no why alright number one if you're grilling we gonna do it right why are you grilling in the house like alright no I'm just but I'm just saying <laughs> listen look no we're not gonna find an excuse to use propane like I wanna grill in the house so let's use propane no if we gonna grill we gonna do it outside I don't care if it's January February don't matter so if we grilling we gonna grill That's let's do that then we're going to make no excuse for propane. Now, <laughs> since people make propane, people buy propane. So now you got a propane grill at your spot. Like, you're not going to get a propane grill and, like, hey, let's have a cookout. <laughs> like, you it, you have it there already. You know what I mean? Like, you, you be living. We like, I'm not going to replace it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get a new one. Like, I got one already. 
Like my dad had one, now I got one. You know what I mean? You probably okay. going to chuck it, but you ain't doing much with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I really didn't know he was that hardcore against Bro, that was like a sore subject. <laughs> it's not even sore. I just have standards. <laughs> that, that's what that is. So, Dante, so coming from that place, so I just, just want to know how he feels. life. Just out here. So you've only had propane? Because I do things I mean, with I don't think I, I don't think I care. Like, I, I've never been like, mm. This wasn't charcoal. Like it's just it's cookout food. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I mean you just apologize to your tongue. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> You've done yourself no yourself. favors. But you know, there's a difference. Mm-mm. There's indeed a difference. All right. Yeah, I'll let you come to my next one, and then you compare that to any other one you go to. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will do that. Oh, well, fair enough. I have not been. Yeah, so I got it. I got it. Oh, you never it. been? I now I have. No, I have been to yes, your house and, and like, had because I was there for Fourth of July, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was there when you set off. The oh, fireworks. you saw fireworks? Yeah, you saw. Yeah, fireworks. I saw the fireworks. Yeah, like show for the kids. Eric, let the kids. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. no, I gotta be there because I feel like I'm like always busy every time it comes around. I'm like, oh man, I need to free myself up. Yeah, yeah, do I hear it's like a legend. So I need to experience the legend. It is, it is the real deal. It's definitely the real deal. But I just say all that to say, so what do you mess with since you don't do novelty grills? Because mm-hmm. novelty grills are still versatile. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I was telling them, I, I'll rock a Foreman grill. I don't do Foreman grill because it takes all the juice out of it. Like oh, and it runs want, right off. Yeah, I want the flavor stuck in there. I don't care if my arteries get clogged, whatever. I want that soaked into my burger. It, I want it, that taste. It, it runs your juices. Yes. I got you. I feel that. Oh, so that's all it took? No, I mean, that's fine. That's his personal choice. I just asked, what's it, what do he like? What don't he like? I'm just asking. I have my beliefs, which I shared. <laughs> so I just wanted to know how he was feeling. That's all. <laughs> Now, what I don't do, and, you know, former girls, I think they've become pretty much passe now over the last few years. But at one time, you know, you had, like, your countertop former girls. That's the one that most people had. But they actually made a a large forming grill, like grill size forming grill. Really? Okay, no, no, no. That, yeah, yeah, lane, yeah that was what they was doing. They <laughs> was doing too your much. lane, George. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> not for you. It's cool out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was doing too much. That was, that was yeah, the tabletop is one thing, because it's like a sandwich press. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you put a little panini in there. I put, I put quesadillas in yep. there. I've put some things in a George Foreman. Form you know what I mean? Exactly. And so it, it does work. It, it do work. So it's like small-scale type of work. Like, let's just focus on that. Don't go anything right. too big. I'm not going to say, hey, girl, I'm cooking out. Come <laughs> holler at me on the George Foreman. No. 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 <laughs> No, that ain't happening. No, no, no never that's wrong. That's wrong. I ain't but it has his place. I ain't standing at the George Foreman with like a with, with the old apron on right. and, and holding a beer, talking to the Kiss boys. The <laughs> exactly. No, no, right. no, 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 no. That's doing way too much. Uh, but when you're trying to rehash some leftovers, oh yeah, George Foreman all, right. all day. Yeah. Place. Yes. It has its place. Yes. Okay. It's it's a household appliance to make everyday living a little easier. Yes. Quick grill yeah. for the family. Yeah, Ooh. that would be funny though if you went to somebody's house. <laughs> it's everything on the George Foreman. Like, hmm, yeah, I'd be like, I'm leaving. Hey, <laughs> thank you. See, you see, you have standards. You just and, ain't find and, your bar yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what has replaced the George Foreman is the air fryer. 
Well, I was about I to mention that too. Now that's my go-to. That's my go-to. I don't, oh under, my God. I don't understand what an air fryer does. So it doesn't need oil. No, it's it no fries, oil but yeah, it doesn't use oil. It's oh. just a, the air comes in like from. I think most of them it comes in from underneath, and I don't know how it works. But it's no oil. It's no nothing. You, you can lightly season your food. Put it in there. Boom. It's so good. Really? It's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dante on that. It's like I like my grease. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, it comes out fried. Like, it's it's yeah. like you want it. It's nice. It's crispy. It's hot. You can put chicken it's fried all the way chicken through. in there. Really? Chicken, the chicken breast. Like, you can do all that. But All right. So do you still batter it? Or do you just put it in there with the skin? You don't. You just put it in there butt naked. But if you do like that crisp, I just saw you can put like bacon powder on it. Yeah, like a little kinda, bit. Yeah. You can use a little bacon. Yeah, because it's a little lighter. Right. So you can That's use bacon stuff. powder and you can, that'll add that more crisp to it if you like. Okay. But if you put it in there butt naked, it'll come out still crisp. It's so good. I'm not even, I'm, my sister swore by it, gave me a, a air fryer. I was like, I don't know. I said, well, let me just try some fries in these joints. Yep. Yeah, just try it. Go ahead. Go ahead. How'd that yo, go, Bats? How'd that work out? Yo. <laughs> I, ain't, I knew how that was going to go. Yo. Flavor. Yo. So good. I, I can't even eat fries no other way no more. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so y'all get and then, I, and then I put chicken in there. I put some broccoli in there. Yeah, I heard broccoli. Hey, you ever, you ever do fish in there? I haven't do fish done fish. There. I've heard you I, I do heard salmon you in there. I have, really? Yeah. See, yeah, I, see, I would imagine salmon would work because salmon is like a thicker fish. I don't know, but but I but I've heard you could do fish in there. Mm. But I've done I've done chicken, I've done sausages. Yeah. <sighs> look, look, here's the joint. You put it in your sausages, cook that up. It's all nice and good. Mm-mm-mm. Then you take your sausages, you put it in your roll, and then you put the sausage in the roll back in your form and grill. What? For like a minute and a half and it gets the bread, just the outside of the bread nice and crispy, but it's still soft on the inside. Lord, Jesus, so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, no. trying to tell you about that. Yeah, the wife got one last year for Christmas. I've been <laughs> on that thing since. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Like, I opened it the day after, like, y'all want something? I've been on it ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that joint hit. That's you can bake in it. Buy. Like, what, what, I got what? the little attachments. You can do kebabs in there. Yeah, all that. Oh, that's crazy. That's not like I just my game up. That's, mm-hmm. that's next level, then. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Air fryer. Because you can fry everything, and it's just healthier because it's not all the oil. It's no grease. Because it uses the natural oil and the fat that's inside the chicken already. So that's mm-hmm. the oil that you're using. To, okay. But yeah. you would be eating anyway just by right. eating the chicken. So it's just its own oil is what it uses. This thing sounds like it was How on Shark Tank. These things? Now I'm, they're they're not, not expensive. It's really just the about the size one. of them. Really? You can get a nice yeah, one. You can get the nice yeah. one for like about $50. Word. Yeah. Or you get the little whole kit with the little cookbooks and the racks and all stuff, like a hundred, something like that. Depending on size you want. Because again, I got one like I could fit like a cook for a family of four. You know okay. what I mean? So you can get like a smaller one with that does like two things instead of four or something like that. Okay. All right. But yeah. yeah. I look at the air fryer. Intended something. That's definitely. All right. So anyway. Mm. So we got a fun show for you this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Weaver Jr. will be coming up a, a little bit later with his production house, uh, Weird Enough Productions. And we got more worst case scenarios popping off. Um, but I, I did have a, a, a bit of a question that I wanted to ask you, uh, Tribbles, in regards to not so much Tony's company, but just that it's called Weird Enough, right? So I was trying to postulate, like, what is weird enough? What does that mean to be weird enough? 
you know? What's weird? I mean, I guess it's it's about that self-classification. So it's like, I know that I'm... Everybody is unique, right? Whether you want to call yourself a weirdo or not, depending how far your uniqueness deviates from the norm. Right, right, right. right. So I guess it's that that self-identifying thing. Like, am I weird enough to be me? Or is it, am I weird enough to be normal, kind of? You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. So I think, because we're all weird, but to be weird enough, like... for yourself, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, alright. Okay. We have your quirks. Yeah. But um I mean some people would think you're weird for not liking anime. I, I mean I, I I I didn't say me, I just said people. <laughs> Somebody somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. know I like th- anime enough. There I don't know. Go. Anime enough, huh? You're Bless anime you. enough. Well, look, I told, I didn't I tell you that I bought in on my hero? You did. I'm not. Look, I'm happy for you. I'm just saying. I mean, like yeah, that. but that's one anime you don't like. I anime like I don't really he like. You like Cowboy Bebop? I like Cowboy Bebop. I just rewatched Akira. Yeah. Um, love myself some Ninja Scroll. I'm watching Ninja Scroll all day. That is old. That's a movie though, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 He likes anime movies. I like anime movies the more than the shows. Yeah. That's true. That's okay. very I true. I like the shows better. You know, and because all the movies that I've seen, especially like the older ones, I find them to be problematic. Like they're sexist. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And it's so it's so for me, it's hard to watch. It's just like because like, I'm oh, even yeah. thinking Nin- Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll is. I remember being like, "What?" And it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, like <laughs> once you see like the clothes get beat off a of high school, you'd be like. Mm. I don't know if I'm okay watching this Bruh, anymore. Yeah. I forgot that even happened. You know what oh I mean? Like, God. yeah. So like, once I like, once you see like one too many crotch shots, you'll be like, I'm seeing panties. No. Yeah, it's like your sensibilities change, and I feel like so maybe if I saw it 15 years ago, I'd have been like, okay, but right. now it's just like my like as an adult, I feel like, like mm, I don't want to see that. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. No, thank you. <laughs> too much fancy. And I was interested, you know, like it was a good story. I want to yeah. know, you know, who killed your dad, that kind of thing. Right, and, right, right, right. Yeah, no, that didn't keep it. Thank you. I mean, it. that's why I stopped watching um, Samurai Shampoo. I said, if this girl end up in another whorehouse. Oh, fool? Oh, I was just, oh matter of fact, work. wait a minute. I no, think I watched but, like one episode and either they slap the girl in the mouth or like they shut her up real quick with like, shut up with what you're talking about. I was like, well, dang. Oh, that probably yeah. was the Shogun. That sounded like him. Yeah, like yeah. it was like maybe like the second episode. I was like, mm. oh, yeah, that was definitely the Shogun then. Yeah, yeah he I, said that. I like when they introduce, I forget her name, um, the, uh, the girl that likes Mugen, I guess. Which the, one? The assassin. Oh, the assassin? Chick. Oh, and he's like trying to, to get with her? Yeah. That? that was a wild now, episode. Yeah, I actually, I like her, but it just, Foo always, it was like, it's like, so she got captured again and she's being sold into sexual slavery. Okay. Like, it just, that was like yeah. her running thing. It's her like, can we, can we get some growth? It's like, you running around with these two dudes that have swords, like, pick up a skill. And stop getting abducted. It's well, like, what's going on? Her skill was getting them out of trouble because they got in way too much trouble. She she was the brains of everything they were brought. Okay. Yeah. They needed help, especially Mugen. Especially Mugen. Ugh. Okay. Yes, say so. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's better than Bebop, but that's me, though. I but, tried to get into Bebop. Yeah. I'm going to try again. It didn't, like, grab me from the beginning. Bebop is a slow roll, especially now. Like, yeah. Like, it, because it was, it was definitely a product of his time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a slower storytelling type of vibe. So I can, I can feel you on that having trouble with it. It's all H- good. Has anybody watched Gangster? 
I seen. I, I need a sequel. I just saw that on, um, like, come up on. Is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Yeah, I just saw it come up, and I was like, uh, I was going to check it, but I was in the middle middle of my Atlanta rewatch, so I didn't check. Oh, you know what? I need it. to do that too. That so, is Gangsta good? I like again. It's doing that thing. Like, there's a a female character. She's a prostitute, and then of course she's getting slapped around, and then and then it's just, but it, they don't treat it with any weight. Okay. And then, yeah, and then so, like, she got beat up, I guess, by a customer or a pimp, and then she's back out on the corner, and one of the neighbors, she must like it or something. I was just like, what is happening? It's kind of, again, it's just, I don't like how they deal with, like, the female characters, and everything is evolving around the females are always sex-related. And usually like they're... Over-sexualized and stuff. Like, over-sexualized or not in, not in charge of their sexuality. Okay. You know what I mean? Huh? Are they submissive? Because I know that's a big thing. In the yeah, group. and then it's yeah, submissive. And she and the and the, the character that uh, that I'm thinking of, I don't know her name, but she doesn't talk a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then when it is talks, like oh, oh, like you know, it's just like waif like falling into one of the the dumb tropes at times. Yeah, yeah, I just it just gets on my nerves. But Gangster is a series, though, right? It is. It a has one season. Se- yeah. One season. So is it possible that over the course of the season, it, it there an arc developed for the women? Much like remember, remember in the early days of Game of Thrones when everybody was about how oh, how the right. women were depicted in that show. Yeah. And yeah. then over time, you know, when you got to the end, the women were basically running the stuff, which is why it's again made no sense at the end that they gave the the freaking throne to a broke leg Bron. But uh, <laughs> watch that. Brand was the the monster of Game of Thrones. He was the true. It's like the uh, Night King. It's like y'all need to be worried about Three Eye Raven because Brand, he's a problem. Brand, <sighs> but and, but he, here's he the thing. Pointless the but, whole time. And, and I'm still mad about like when he warged and it was like so Theon and the and the Ironborn are guarding you. I thought you was going to warg into a dragon. I don't know where you went. Right. But you came back just in time to see him get stabbed up. Word. And I was just like, no. But but the thing with Game of Thrones is like so. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But. So all the women were quote unquote running it in the end, but all the women were arguably evil at that point. Daenerys, arguably, I mean yeah. Cersei, definitely. Sure, Cersei. Um, Daenerys. not 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 Sansa so much. Um, she just started to play the game, but she yeah, yeah. she she got kind of she got hip to game, hip to yeah. the game. Um, but yeah, but and then everybody else was gone, like all well, the like like, like Marjorie. Um, Oh, they did Marjorie Mama Rose. Marjorie should have. She should have been alive. Yeah, oh Mar- my God. I, yeah. I still get mad about that. Marjorie was too smart to die the way she I'm died. Not, I watched it with y'all. I was I was tight. I couldn't believe it. Oh my God. I'm like she she knows this is a trap. Let her out. Dumb old old high sparrow want to keep people locked in. Like oh holier than now are we? It's like no, please, please. Oh my God. She sees it's coming from a mile away. How can you not? Yeah. I just saw that actress again. I re- I was rewatching. Uh, I rewatched Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she's in that. Remember when he is about to go off to like like embrace being Captain America and go fighting, go fighting. Yeah, and he goes and I think he's like looking for some equipment, and there's this one um, chick who who's an officer and says. Well, you know, before you go, you know, you just, you should, should, somebody should, you know, 
give you a goodbye kiss or something like that. And then she pulls him to the side and like is giving him a kiss and Peggy, Peggy Carter walks up and catches him. And that was Marjorie. I didn't know. I didn't. No, I don't. Yikes. I'd have to double check that. I mean, I know that actress. She was actually in Hunger Games. She played Cressida. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Hunger Games. And she was in the Tudors. She was in the Tudors. Yeah, because she was uh, one of the. She was Anne Boleyn, I think. Yes. She yes. She was Anne Boleyn. I didn't watch that. Like, that was too like too much melodrama for the me. The Tudors. But, yeah. But my I, when I um, when that was out, my one of my roommates was watching it. So I would see it every once in a while. Mm. So when I saw her in Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, that's the chick from Tudors. Um, I, and based on what I saw in Tudors, I thought she would get on my nerves, but I ended up really liking her character in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I did. I, I yeah, I think her. everybody loved Marjorie. Marjorie. Okay. Yeah. Everybody had, had loved Marjorie. Did, did any of you see that um, there was footage of Robert Pattinson in As the, Batman in the Batman costume, that the was screen released. test. The screen test. Yeah, I did not see. You didn't I see. Can't, I can't, Check your Twitter. I can't treat that like real news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like I'm not checking for that. No. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to check for it, but yeah. I mean, if you come upon it, you know. Well, I didn't even come upon it. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure not, I saw something on YouTube, and I didn't click it. Well, you, so. y'all weren't looking. Then. Well, um, did I just say I was not yeah, like <laughs> at all? Not even a little bit. I don't well, want to see him sparkling in the Batman suit. But he's not, not sparkling. First of all, first of all, you got to give look. It's you got to what? Twilight, I don't have to nothing. Apparently, the Twilight was a long time ago. And the nerds ma- don't forget the ma- but yeah, the man that the man has done some significant different work to kind of separate himself from that. All I know is Twilight. I was and, say not enough. And while he's not talking, and the and the test is very big. Can you pull it up, Isaiah? Do you have it? Uh, yeah, let me go to my Twitter real quick. Um, he got it downloaded to his phone. No, I don't. Actually, it, hold on, maybe he I actually look. He actually looks good for what they show. They don't show the ears. Um, and I don't know if the costume is fully finished, but it, it's it looks kind of deep. Okay. He definitely has the jawline for it. He definitely has the probably more so. so that's than, why he got the role because of his jaw. Well, I'm uh, his jawbone. <laughs> that's how he got it. More so. No, than, I'm just listening. I'm like, I hear you. I hear you, Lane. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm listening. Go ahead. It looks good. It. it looks okay. good. Okay. It looks good. I, Great. Just scroll all up and down here. You can. You I'm excited it. for it. I'm. 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 I'm cautiously excited for uh, the Batman uh, by director Matt Reeves. I'm going in with no expectations, but I'm. I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. I think going in with no expectations is going to be better for way. me. Yeah, only because I'm I'm really upset that Ben Affleck didn't get to finish and do his portrayal okay. of the role. I'm not upset about that. I actually am because I thought it was actually going to go like pretty good. Because like post Jason Todd Batman, I'm interested in exploring that. Let's see where this goes. And I thought he actually had the whole obviously brooding phase down, and he wasn't too bad. Maybe caught up maybe too many bodies, but I mean it's all right. It's, it's post Jason Todd, I can let that slide. Speaking of Jason Todd, um, did you read that, that DC is going to be doing a six-issue miniseries with written by Paul Dini, uh, the creator, one of the creators of the Batman animated series, along with Alan Burnett, who was another one of the creators, drawn by Ty Templeton, set in the world of the animated series mm-hmm. that deals with Jason Todd. Oh, snap. Really? Yeah. 
I know I did not know that. All right, this is first news for me. Yeah, so that uh, I believe the artist on that is going to be Ty Templeton. So that's going to be kind of Templeton. All right, Ty. That's going to be pretty dope. I'm interested in that because I. All right, because Batman really do be letting a lot of people slide, like a, a lot, like a whole lot. What do you mean letting them slide? Uh, you know what? Cause, I'm not because necess- he doesn't kill. Is that what you? No, nah, not even necessarily that. Like he doesn't ki- like just get him. Like whatever you keep sending them to Arkham, obviously just isn't working. See, I love Batman, yeah. but the one sticking point in me that's been bothering me is like, okay, you've made nine thousand different batarangs. Thank you. You've got eight million different cars. Yup. You've got a bat utility belt for every Everything. occasion, every season. Yes. You take all of the money spent on that and just build a better Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Exactly. That's all he has to do. It's like, you know what? I got this, you know, people make a joke. My superpower is money. But no, really, use that. Right. Just use that to, for your advantage and for the people of Gotham. Because obviously they need help and you're only doing so-so. Maybe you just like it. Maybe that's why you're just crazy. Like, All right, I'm going to send them back there and we're going to do this whole cat and mouse thing again. Like, let's get ready. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. It's what gives me life now. But... No, dude, Arkham, they're not equipped to handle anyone. They don't have nothing for the Riddler. Ain't got, sure as heck, don't got anything for Joker. Penguin got mob ties. Like, dude, just just handle it yourself. Maybe you got to build your own prison or something. Jeez. Yes, build your own prison. Build now we can keep your own watch while on them 24-7. Also, I get mad at the police. The Joker yeah. was put in prison because yeah. he killed people. Yep. But you didn't, you didn't, you send him to Arkham because you think that he's crazy. Right? Yeah. right? So he's criminally insane. Mm-hmm. But then he breaks out of Arkham. Now, the second he broke out of Arkham, to me, you just turned in your get out of jail free card. Yeah. So the next time I see you, it doesn't matter if you've committed a crime or not. I'm giving you tap, double tap to the head. On site. <laughs> On site. Right, Eric? Sure, why not? <laughs> Could hurt. Could see hurt. how this works. I mean, it's just. How can he? That's why I'm like, I think Red Hood, besides all the mass murder and killing, if he had a couple stun bullets, that would be all right. But yeah, man, he just, he came at it with a different aggression that I felt that Batman kind of needed. But I do like Batman still. So eh, it's it's whatever. You win some, you lose some, right? What's the story? What's this Batman going to be doing in this new movie? Yes. We don't know the story yet. We don't know whether exactly what, in what like uh, era of his career it's set, we're not quite sure. Dante's holding Dante up said year two, so I guess he's holding up too, but that hasn't been uh, confirmed. Yeah. So you know he's just talking to his bowling brothers, and that's what they believe. <laughs> talking to the bowling club. <laughs> All right. They over there, you know, the dome committee, right? The- 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 Every, every subset needs a name. Yes. Uh, they're over at their lodge yo. and they're talking about Batman. But no, so it hasn't been confirmed. But and 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 you don't know whether or not this is set in the world of the Wonder Woman movies or if it's set in the world of the Birds of Prey movies or if it's set in its own world in and of All right, but is it going to be anything new? Are we going to see anything new from Batman? 
Well, wait. I mean, he has a Kravitz in it. I'm just, I'm kind of there for that. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz is That's, playing Catwoman. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. That's new enough for me. Oh, Lord. I'm being honest with myself. I'm just saying it's different. Look, we'll you- see. I, 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 I have seen Zoe Kravitz in things, in movies, in different sort of roles, but nothing... She never like really stands out to me. It's like she does okay, but she never like blows me away. And I feel I feel like if you you are going to play Catwoman, you have to be a personality on the screen. I don't know if she can give us. Yeah, that. like she's a cute face, but I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, y'all could be right. Look, it, it's possible. I'm yeah. not saying she would have been my first choice if you wanted to. Go, if you wanted, you said that you wanted to get a mid twenties, thirty year old to be. And African American or or colored to be Catwoman. I don't know if if Zoe Kravitz would have been my first choice. I'll give you that, but I'm not mad at the choice. No, I'm not mad at it. I just don't think we're going to get a memorable Catwoman. I mean, quiet is kept. My first choice. They've already cast in a Marvel movie, so they. Well, who's your who's first, first choice? That would have been Zazie Beetz. Oh, you know what. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah. De- I could totally see that. Either her or the young lady, uh, the star of Dear White People. Oh, Logan. I forget her last name. Oh, wait, are you talking movie the or movie show? Movie or the show? The show. Yeah, that's Logan. I forget her last oh, name. Oh, oh. I don't see that. I, I mean, uh, she's cute. I see. Like, maybe I, it's because I see her. I can see her eyes. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I mean, she's she's pretty. She's cute. I don't know if she could pull off because like, like Catwoman. Is it's like she's sexy and she owns her sexiness, and that's true. different than cute. You know what no, I mean? That's like, true. That's you right. can be a, a cute, that's pretty point. face and not be sexy. That's true. And so I don't know. But I think Z- Zazie Beats, who is a very pretty woman, and but having just and maybe and maybe to be honest, it's because I just like binge, rewatched Atlanta. Atlanta, the two seasons of. Uh, and I don't know how you that did that. That show is I, so good. I cannot. I have not been able to watch it ever since that, like Michael Jackson. Episode. Really, that episode that is creepy. It's scared. Yeah. Wait, the which crap, one? The one where it's like the yes. guy who is kind of Michael Jackson, and he's got the man in the basement with yep. his face cut up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Episode, and he he went there for the piano or something, the right? Piano. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, and it felt like an episode of the Twilight Zone, and I it have does. not been able to watch that since. <laughs> it like really unsettled me. I was like, why did? What is this? It feels so weird in the middle. And like if you watch the it, whole season, you're like, "Where did this episode like, come how from?" Did this happen? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. It's like a completely different yeah, tone. Yes. I, yes. And so I just, it just took me out of it, and I was like, "I don't even want to go back." I, <laughs> I, I like, I don't know what's happening. It scared the crap out of me. But the first episode of the second season, I guess the one with Cat Williams, was just like, "That's alligator man." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Florida, have, man. I, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. I have watched that episode like no less than ten times because that. <laughs> episode brings me great joy so i can go back i don't know that i can go forward no you have to go I, forward. I, I, no, Len, I, forward i was looking I, I think at one point i was really just like sitting there with my mouth open like what the am i watching yo like, that's what? how i was too i was like this is this is not left. it's like this is i had to make sure it's like is this still atlanta what am i watching it creeped me out. You have to. No, you have to go you. forward. You have to go <laughs> yes. forward. There's a lot of good stuff later. Like when, um, oh, that show is so good. Like the show where um, Dazzy Beats and her girlfriend they go to the Drake party. Oh, yup. 
that joint that joint is like I, I can't say anymore. They just go to a Drake party. That's all you need to know. Okay. Um, and then I think one of the best episodes is the episode when Paperboy gets jacked. Oh, yes. Yes. That was a real good episode. That was such a good episode. I mean, that show, I watched it again. I was like, yo, this show is really, really scary good, man. Yeah. After I watched that, that made me go and like listen to like Childish Gambino. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? All right, let me go see what you're about. Cause like you're actually like talented. Right. Let me go listen to this rap that you do. Cause I'm I'm kind of floored. My favorite episode is the one when they were in the club. Like uh, oh, yeah. I, I think it was season one. one. Yeah, I think it was season <laughs> one. When they spent all episode in the club, yo. and he was posted up with his invisible car. Yo. Oh, my God. Yo, that ending put me on the floor. Yes. On the floor. I had to rewind it and watch it again. I was like, what? Like, oh, my God. That was brilliant. See, I like that, that episode. I think my favorite episode is where, second season, when they do the college party, the pajama jam. That's oh, crazy, too. Yep. I, yep. I, is that after? That's at, it's that, probably yeah, so yeah. that's post Michael Jackson. I have yeah. not seen that episode. <laughs> you gotta. I'm telling you, you gotta finish it. Yo. If you see Michael, it don't get no weirder. Than yeah, that. You're, you're, it's okay, okay to come back. The weirdest of both seasons. Yeah, so okay. you're okay. Yeah, you're right. That is that is like the fever dream. But that's because yo. that's a Darius episode. Yo, 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 he is doing too much because there was one episode I realized. <laughs> yo, you can't take your eyes off this brother. This one episode, I can't remember what is happening, but it's not even a Darius episode. But he's in the background, and Paperboy is about to leave, and Darius is 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 back in the kitchen, and he's cooking. He's cooking something, right? Whatever, and he's talking. He's talking Paperboy like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paperboy leaves, and as he leaves, you see Darius like messing with the foot food, and then he bends down, and you see him lift up his foot to put his foot. In what he is cooking, like literally, to put his foot in it. Yes, to put his foot in it. it. Yes, and then the scene just cuts. <laughs> oh man! I was like, "Yo, this dude is on some that stuff." Oh my god, that show is so good. Oh, that show yeah, is it amazing. Is. That is so good, man. You know what else is amazing? New swag, new black triple swag that True. is available on our website by way of T Public. We've got uh, new T-shirts and sweatshirts there, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you, they look pretty good. Oh, you're styling and profiling. Don't believe me? Let me show you. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to say, I don't got nothing, so I, I haven't seen let it. Me show you something. <laughs> let me show you something. Right, the build up, and then boom, we've got the one here. Got a Pioneer Negro shirt. You want to get this on the camera, Dante? What's good? Is it, is it on is it there? On camera? It's on, on camera. It's on camera here. I send it over. Hey, y'all can take that one. Look no, at it. Now, when Pop you're that. just. Yeah, hey, you just pass lost. It to Ariel. Pass oh, that oh, I didn't even see that camera there. Yeah, you know, you he, he forgot the, you, this too. Yeah, you got the own personal camera. You good? I always see that camera. Oh, you always looking. see the. Yeah, there you oh. go. And so, all right, there you go. You got that one. It looked like a, a university shirt. Actually, I like it. I like that design. Yeah, and feel and feel it, uh, um, Ariel. Ariel's so nice, nice material, nice right? And soft. Yes. Then we got the the baseball jersey one. Hey. Oh, I like that. There yeah, you go. Good. That's actually dope. That's dope, high yes, Negroes. Yes, that one's dope. I like that one a whole lot. That joint is fly, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show that off. Show that. Show that. Look, 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 look at this swag. Look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look, 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 look. Wheeling, dealing, styling, merch. Profiling. We out here living our lives, not just wilding. Come. What's good? Look at this. Look at, look at this. 
Then we got the, you know, the big, you can just rep Pro. hard with the logo. Oh, I like, like the I like color. That. I like the that's color. That's like the R-Sun joint. That's, yeah, that's that, what that he would brown wear. brown and gold. Yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. You know, Randy. Yo, yo. Randy loved, loved, loved the little, bit, little brown. Earth tones. The earth tones. A little bit of honey. The earth. A little bit of honey. Speaking of the Super Tribble, the Super yeah. Tribble actually adorns one of our new designs. Hey, look at the yeah, wingspan. Yeah, to minimize the wingspan. The wingspan. That's Randy. The wingspan of the galaxy. Yeah, that's undeniable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come through, be super one time. So you can get like the long sleeve tees, ladies and gentlemen. You too can reach for the sun like Randy. You won't reach it like he can. But you'll but you, you'll but feel you like try. you can. Oh yeah, we got the hoodie. Oh, got the hoodie. yo. Yeah, I like that. Then you got the nice hoodie there. Pioneers, Pioneers repping hard, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, baby. So look if at, you're enjoying 29 days of Pioneers on all social medias, you can go to blacktribbles.com and you can get some Pioneers swag right there. It's fly, right? Yeah. Oh, that is dope. I need dope. a new hoodie in my life. Okay. You do? Mm. Yeah. It's, hood, it's hoodie season. It is hoodie season. Well, I mean, who knows nowadays? It might be that baseball shirt season now, too. Yo, the weather is crazy, dog. Yeah. yeah. It had. I Can't mean, it's, it. it's been warmer, but it's still, I mean, it's still cold. Definitely. Nah, the other day, it was definitely like 60. Yeah, 60. I was like, this is spring. I mean, no, but right? you still could be out in a hoodie. Like yeah, I, no, I was right. still wanted to be cozy. Okay. Um, but it it hasn't quite felt like winter. I'm actually concerned because I it, like if we don't get like a good frost, the summer's gonna be nasty because it's gonna be buggy. Yeah. It's gonna be mosquitoes and flies everywhere. Because yep. it hasn't gotten cold they, enough to kill them. They may come out sooner. So yeah. So. I mean, global warming is a thing. To that. Global warming is real. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. Y'all scaring me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short musical pause for the cause, and then we'll be back with the worst-case scenario. Tony Weaver Jr. coming up in a little bit here on Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM. Philly Cam, People Power Media, here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Let's give you a little substantial with the subway hey. right here on Black Tribbles. I hit it. We'll be back. All right. Let's go. 
still spitting these bars. Next stop, Brooklyn, off of Clinton and Posh. New York, New York, what's the city of gods and hip hop? Big stage, hope they give me a bar. Took the four to Union Square, raps like this galore. Order eight of West Fourth, hoping I'm in the store. Fat beat, show love, I thought I made it for sure. Years later, all city on the NY tour. Now, Substantial, ladies and gentlemen, the subway. Not everyone can take the subway. Not everyone. As a smooth boy, I had fun with him in the studio. Yeah, man. Substantial. He got to come back. Substantial is always welcome. Real talk. Always welcome. He's always welcome. You know, we get some really good, cool musical performers here on the show. We're very fortunate and blessed to have that. Yeah, we should get more. Yes. Yes, more the merrier. Please, please come come through. And by more, I mean that we should get Alexis Simmons back. Okay. I'm down for that. Say word. Word. So. Done. <laughs> so we'll make that so. We'll get her. She, she do it like a month on the show. Like the yeah, whole I mean, month? It's definitely been a through? while, so she's about due to drop it. Yeah, she's True. due. She's due. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not weird at all. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, during the break, Eric, of all people, just popped up with a little bit of news that apparently is making its way around the interwebs, ladies and gentlemen, that we felt that we we had to comment on. Eric, you've heard tale that Chadwick Boseman, our T'Challa, Black Panther, T'Challa, may not be the Black Panther for much longer? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, word around the campfire, if you believe such things. 
is uh, potentially he will not be a part of, or he will not be T'Challa after uh, the second Black Panther movie. Now, I think it is fair to assume that it's definitely going to get a third installment. And if he is not going to be the Panther after installment number two, and this is like already known, why come? We just got him. What? <laughs> what do you mean, don't the job? What? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I off. mean, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. I can't say for certain. I'm just saying what I had heard. I ain't even saying it's true. Well, here's the story I'm reading. I'm looking at Cosmic Book News right now in a, in a story by Matt McLoin titled Diversity Destroying Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman unhappy. Um, he was kind of tired after Wakanda forever. <laughs> I mean, he, he started looking like Wakanda. people don't let go. <laughs> he started looking like Wakanda sometimes. Like, all right. <laughs> I mean, but it was a phenomenon. It's like you can't sign on to that movie and not know what's about to happen. Yo, right. So, absolutely. Yeah. Especially you after got, you become you Captain just, America and it changed your whole life. And yep. I'm always going to be Captain America now. Yup. Then you, you might as well just get your arm, just die like this. <laughs> and just make sure you're in turn like this because. Said, Wakanda forever. 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 It is claimed down the road that Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige plan on replacing Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther with the female version Shuri played by Letitia Wright. It said the move. It, it said the move within the MCU is probably not going to happen for a while, as Chadwick will be starring in the already announced Black Panther 2. With it also thought that Bozeman will be featured in Avengers, um, in the fifth Avengers movie. However, according to the report, Chadwick is said to be pretty unhappy with Feige. Um, and Marvel's plans for the Black Panther movies that will eventually pass the mantle over to Shuri as Bozeman will be, be replaced as the lead in a multi-billion dollar franchise and one that fans have been demanding for years. Hello, caller. You're... Oop. There's a caller coming in. And it could possibly be our guest. You it know what? Could be. Let's ask Tony. If it is Tony, we'll ask Tony. Word. And if it's not, we'll bang on him. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, caller. You're live on Black Tribbles. Who this? Who's this? Oh, I'm way too early. <laughs> it's Tony. <laughs> Is this Tony Weaver Jr.? What's going on? Yo, it's all good. It's brother. all good, Tony. You're, you're, you're way too early, but you know what? You're right, right on, on time. time. We are reading a story, Tony. Tony Weaver Jr. of Weird Enough Productions about Chadwick Boseman possibly not returning after the second Black Panther movie, only to be replaced, possibly, by Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. What say you about this, Tony? Tony, Weird Enough Productions, you're in on all the scuttlebutt, in and around the Hollywood places and things. What do you know about this, Tony? School us. Um, so I'm having a lot of trouble hearing y'all. Okay, I'm repeating what you just said, or I might have to call back in. Uh, okay, can you hear me now? How about now? Can I, you... I can't. It's really staticky. It might be me. Okay, I, I have an answer to this question. Let me. I'm, I'm going to call back. Let okay. me call back. All right, All right. you call All back. Right. You call back, Tony. We'll be waiting. Okay. All right. All right. Tony's calling back, ladies and gentlemen. He's calling back <laughs> with the answer. 
He's got the answers. He's so weird that he has the answers. <laughs> you know what? Like, like, I already knew. Th- that's what it means to be weird, weird enough. enough. Weird You're enough that I know what you don't know. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I think that comes with the territory being weird enough like that. It just You just know things. You get access to things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he might know T'Challa personally. Who knows? <laughs> so he might really just like, oh, I got the answer. You think he's going to call back and he's going to put Chadwick on the phone? Yo, that, oh my god, that'd be dope. Oh my god. You mad? Like Chad, tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> it was like, all right. So y'all know how you said forever. Could, could we just <laughs> could we just Wakanda on Sunday? It's like I feel like I just got this. <laughs> like Wakanda on Sunday. How about that? Wakanda. <laughs> Can we just Wakanda Fridays? Just Wakanda Fridays. Wakanda Friday. Once a month. First Friday. Can we share it? Moms that we had to share. We could do alliteration. Wakanda Wednesday. How about that? We good? We good? Cool. First Wednesday. Just the first Wednesday. Just the first Wednesday every month. First Wednesday. Just rock out. Why God? First Wednesday of Elite Year. I don't know. You think he got, like, the right to be mad, though? Like, he had a good run. Who, Chadwick Boseman? Chad, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because even, I mean, he's been in, I mean, he was in the Avengers before Black Panther, and that didn't happen. Oh, I mean, just, movies. I mean, like, the Black Panther movie was a thing, and you yeah. knew it was going to be a thing. So I think you just got to, like, You just got to deal with that. that. Yeah, that man. Out. Yeah, but, but. Don't suppose. suit up if you know you. And they not typecasting him because didn't he get to play um, Thurgood Marshall? He played he every Thurgood Marshall, Jackie made, Robinson. Which, but no, James Thurgood Brown. Marshall made me laugh because I said, "Oh, they just not even trying to match." I know, right? <laughs> no, I was like, he, I, I was like, he's right? Thurgood Marshall. You're I like, just hey, bust out hey, laughing. Hey, hey, you have experience playing <laughs> historical figures. Come, come through. What's I've heard he's been cast in the Whitney Houston story, but that's just a rumor. But, <laughs> Like that, uh, that thing that oh, show. We that? <laughs> we'll get distracted if we go there. All right, fair if we if we get distracted if we go there. But suppose he suppose he is upset because yes, he has been in a few movies, right? Mm-hmm. But he had a a a nice size cameo, and it actually wasn't Avengers. It was a nice size cameo in Captain Civil America. War. It was oh. Civil War. Oh, it was Civil War. Then okay. he then he's in Black mm-hmm. Panther. Uh, he's in Avengers. Endgame, no, he's in Avengers: Infinity, Infinity War, War, and, and then Endgame. Endgame. But yeah. it, but Endgame, he he basically shows up at the, at end, the end. Everybody yeah. else, not, yeah. But he's like, what's good? I'm here now. Like, right. it, like it was like the real cool entrance, yeah. right? So, but his real Avengers movie is Infinity War, yeah. So now, and now he's about to do Black Panther too, and now there's talk about him already being replaced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like. Well, I've only got really two of my movies. Right. Right. Meanwhile, Robert Downey's got like about he's got like a he's got Three like a plus. whole separate resume of Iron yeah. Man movies. But that ain't the one to like compare yourself to because that is the one that started. Okay. Well, all. then Chris Evans. There you go. It's got like about a ton of. Tom Holland, he just came on the scene. All right, that's fair. And they bum rushed two movies for him, like yeah. like back to back to back. Maybe they don't like working with Chadwick Boseman. And he's still gonna get two though. He's still, he's getting, still two. getting two. Yeah, but he like, should he have won three. three. Why can't he get three. three like everybody else? I mean, because the story's going a different direction, bro. It only going a different direction because you write it that way. Exactly. Yeah, and but and I, we're or, letting you know the direction we want to go in. Or yeah, and they might be banking on because even though people were excited about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. The character that people got most excited about was Shuri and um, uh, Okoye. Okoye. Oh yeah. So I, I so I could Okoye. see them wanting to jumpstart a Shuri thing because they're going to get 
that renewed, like renewed frenzy for and they definitely character. want to jump on the pro woman tip with uh, you know mm-hmm. with dropping yeah because I mean because because DC still ain't introduced me to Nubia so That's Marvel not gonna, could, don't hold your breath I'm just word. saying so Marvel can get the jump on like black female lead superhero that's true yeah. Tony Weaver Jr. ladies and gentlemen Weird Enough Productions is back on the line hey Tony can you hear us better now Yes, I can. I can hear you amazing. It sounds like you're having a Nubia conversation. That sounds fun. It's always fun. Hi, Tony. (laughs) Instant fan. Okay, Tony, so you were about to give us the scoop on the Chadwick Boseman story. Chadwick Boseman not being happy or allegedly not being happy about the plans for Black Panther. What's your viewpoint? I, I didn't hear about this. But so, okay, give, give, me, give me more context. Okay, so here's the story. Here's the story. The story is, and this was re- reported on, I'm looking on Cosmic Book News. It can be, I believe it's reported other places, that uh, reportedly Kevin Feige's plans are to rep- have Chadwick Boseman after Black Panther 2 and possibly after the fifth Avengers movie being replaced as Black Panther by Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. Okay. Now, I, I I have an opinion on this, but before I express it, I do feel the need to say that Cosmic Book News is totally a fake news site. Like, they, they don't publish real news. That's what I um, thought. And and uh, I, I I did a little Google real quick, you know, because I don't want to I don't want to look uninformed about these things. The four articles that I find talking about this only quote uh, quote their source, and we know that's not real. Yeah, we know so, that's not real as well. We 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 know it ain't real. So the, the conversation that we're having might not even actually be something that happens. But you know what? I I I believe in Chadwick, Loki. If you notice, every time he does Wakanda Forever in a picture, he dies a little bit. <laughs> if you if you notice, if you notice, like, but like the the movie's been out for two years. I feel like now Chadwick Boseman is very like Wakanda sometimes. It, he 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 he. Uh, people are asking him a little bit too much. I know. I, I think, especially if we're talking about post Avengers five, I feel like he'll be totally happy. Because the thing about Chadwick Boseman, like he's low key Chadwick Boseman is Black History Month because he's played like everybody. If yes. I get one person that's Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall, and Jackie Robinson and James Brown, seriously? Yes, for real. It, like, it's, it's Chadwick Boseman month, really. I feel like, <laughs> like I've done my part as Black Panther. I need to take on my next role as Beyonce in the Beyonce Bible. <laughs> Avatar of Black History, Chadwick Boseman. <sighs> That's real talk, though. That's real talk. Well, I can only say that I'm trying to find the black figure that he's going to be playing in his next film because. I want to believe that's the only explanation for the hair that he was rocking at the All-Star game this past weekend. Did you see his hair, Tony? I, okay, I, I saw it, but I, I feel like we called him at like an in-between phase. Like, mm. he's going for a new hairstyle, but in order to rock it, he got to let his hair grow out a little bit. Mm. You know that happen? Like, my hair, before my hair got as tall as it is, I had this weird in-between phase where you just look nappy all the time. That's true. That like, is I true. 
I, I can't get it cut down because I'm trying to grow it, but it's not tall enough for me to solid it all. It wouldn't look like a box. It would look like, 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 like a piece of cardboard. So I don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I empathize. I am the Okay, all right, all right. So he 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 down with Chadwick. He gonna yeah, he gonna yeah, ride with yeah, Chadwick. Yeah, we, yeah. See, we see we see what we see what A one day one. He's like yo, Chadwick boy, got gotta save him. You see what <laughs> Team Tony with? Yeah. I told you Chadwick probably next door. That's, probably, what, hey, that's hey, what it is, yo Chad. I I had your back, dog. <laughs> I had your back. I told you. I told you. All right, uh, Tony. Before we get into your story, the Tony Weaver story, the story of Weird Enough Productions, we have one more question that we have to ask you, Tony. Okay. Yeah. Are you, when it comes to the barbecue, are you a propane or are you a charcoal man? Or are you a foreman grill man? Charcoal, 100%. My my dad would be upset if I said anything less. You know, I I, I watch King of the Hill. You know, I I, I dabble in a little King of the Hill, but uh, I'm I'm a charcoal guy. Okay. All right. Well, then the interview can continue. That's very good. Very good, Tony. All right, Tony, the, to- the the Tony Weaver Jr. story. First of all, bro, your name is Tony Weaver Jr. That means you got to do something cool because that's just a cool name. It just flows off the tongue, man. Like, you're sh- you, like you should have, like, your own jersey, like Tony Weaver Jr. I'm expecting you to just come up with, like, you know, stats, batting 300, you know, in the Hall of Fame already, you know? I need that. I, I, I agree. There should be a Tony Weaver Jr. jersey. I don't think I've seen any basketball jersey with a junior on the back. So it actually, I think it would be pretty cool. Most deaf. Now, before we get into your story, the Tony Weaver yeah. Ju- Jr. story, I'm curious about the Tony Weaver Sr. story. What the, what's, the, uh, what's the story of your father? What kind of man was he or is he? My, my dad's a pretty cool person. As a matter of fact, the, the joke that I say um, is that uh, by naming me Tony Weaver Jr., he really must uh, have committed to loving me a lot because it's not like he can take his name back mm-hmm. if I go do something crazy, right? Like if I do something <laughs> like terrible and I end up on the news and someone turns my dad's like, what's your name? My dad's like, Tony Weaver. And then he looks at me like my mugshot on the news and he's like, no relation, no. no relation. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. Um, so uh, my my dad's from Atlanta, Georgia, and the the joke that I tell is that really uh, we're like the same person, just born in different time periods. My dad's a really creative person. Um, he likes to keep to himself a lot, but uh, he looks at the world in a very unique way. And I think growing up with a person like that, where you, you go to school and you learn one thing, or you talk to your friends and you learn one thing, you get really excited to go tell your dad about it, and your dad's like, hmm, well, son. Uh, have you thought about it like this? Right. The answer is normally no. No, I have not. Exactly. Why did you throw off my mental acuity like that? <laughs> now I can't sleep because I'm over here. Like, um, my uncle has this picture of this, like, NFL mascot that I thought was really scary in his basement. I'd be afraid to go to my uncle's basement because, like, there's pictures down there. And I, my dad wanted me to go to my uncle's house. And I was like, I'm afraid because that picture in the basement. And my dad was like, you don't know the man in that picture. You don't know that he's scary. What if he gives people money just because he has a lot of it? And I was like, first of all, you shouldn't be sending me to the basement with a man that gives small children money. <laughs> But, 
but yeah, I, I, I get it. Like my, my, my dad's a, he, he's, he's a very unique thinker is the way that I like to describe him. And I, I think growing up with that definitely contributed to how creative I get to be. Dude, that's really dope, man. So, so with like your father being like very creative, and obviously we know you're like really creative with the the whole endeavor of like weird enough productions. How has he been like responsive to all that? So the the great thing about my dad's response is that it is completely different than my mom's response. So like my mom, hmm. uh, my mom is an educator. Like she like she she's over like a couple dozen schools in Atlanta. She's a very like type A. Um, wow. academia person gotcha. and my wow. dad my dad delivered newspapers for 25 years and now he um and now he like the delivers bread to different grocery stores and stuff like that so my mom's like very academic and my dad's like hey man we do what we gotta do right <laughs> right, right. I, like, I like to have a good time um, <laughs> so when i decided i was gonna do weird enough full time um I, like we we got our first investment two days before I graduated from college, so my parents are literally in the car driving up to my school, and I had a job offer from NBC Universal sitting like in my inbox, and my mom was like, "You need to take that job." Um, right. And when she found out that I wasn't taking it, my mom was like, "Lord, what have I done? Right. <laughs> what, what what are you doing?" How could he fumble the bag like this? I don't understand. <laughs> and, my, and my dad's like, you go get him, son. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Like, it, and even now, I feel like that's still the thing. Like, my mom's like, my mom's like, we're proud of you. But, you know, if you ever want to do something else, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. and my dad's like, do whatever you feel like, son. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But, but but you know what I, I I feel where your mom is coming from because that's that is like a bit of that mentality you know you want want to make sure that you know you've got that 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 uh, something to fall back on you know it's like you got this you you know you got a bird in the hand son you got a bird in the hand and you and you and you going out here on this dream of yeah. weird weird enough. And you know, yeah. and, and plus, if if your mom is anything like my mom, oh, if I told my mom that I was starting to, you know, yeah, mom, I'm do my own thing. Okay, well, what's your own thing going to be? Well, I'm calling it weird enough. Get the, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hand me my shoes. So I don't know the chunkle. <laughs> exactly, man. So so where did where did the name and this the whole concept come up for? Uh, Weird, weird enough productions, which actually, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, is a company that is aimed at combating media representation by teaching literacy. So I think that the idea for weird enough came from something that was very personal for me. And I think it's the fact that I learned more from the manga and the comic books that I had growing up from any than I did from any like classical novel that my teachers had me read. Right. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, I used to brag about the fact that regardless of what our assigned reading was, I could not do the reading and still do well on the assignment because it was so formulaic and it was so like trite that I could literally go look up the spark notes or the Wikipedia plot summary and figure out what I needed to figure out in order to do well in the class. Like I didn't like reading these things. Meanwhile, I was never behind on a volume of Naruto. Um, oh I was God. really sad when Bleach stopped airing. Like, oh, it's, like it's very... The, those stories were the stories that, uh, 
that kind of taught me to be the person that I wanted to be. Um, so the, the idea for Weird Enough was always, how do we tell stories that have an impact on our readers, not our audience members, the same way that these iconic anime have had impact, had impact on us? Like, technically it's not an anime, but I feel like every kid that watched Avatar The Last Airbender mm-hmm. who was actually paying attention has a pretty, like, at least a rough understanding of colonialism and how it demonizes people. Like, we didn't have to sit through a history lesson about it. You didn't need to, like, have me write a paper about it. But I watched this story and this narrative unfold, and it impacted the way that I saw the world. So I was like, what if we could do that? What if we could tell those stories? But what if I could formalize the connection between those stories and these feelings of growth and positive personal development that I felt and that so many of my friends felt. That was kind of where the idea came from. That's so, that's incredible. And that just speaks to one of the uh, reoccurring themes that we find in a lot of the stories and a lot of the guests that we, we meet. And one, in, by embracing anime and manga and and that brand of storytelling, which you you know uh, note has actually played out in Naruto and found its way to a more Americanized anime, if you will, with Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. being something that has just instilled something like really precious in people, and it, and it's just amazing to find like how the, they watch those stories and pull out something that, you know, embraces, they embrace and becomes a model for how they live their life. Isaiah, you can speak to that. He's a super Saiyan trouble. That's how he lives his life. You know, he, 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 well, he's as big as a Saiyan, so that that's goes. Fair. That, <laughs> that's fair. That, that's part one. Okay. Part one. <laughs> right. Limits are made to be broken. Part two. And no matter what, I can get through all things, you know, with, you know, some friends and a little advice from my elders who, you know, probably trained me in the martial arts or three. But uh, it's, it's all good. And with uh, to, to the point with like actually watching and, and, and learning from anime. And what was it? Eighth grade for me. All I had to do was watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I got through my history class with ease. Really? Yes. Ancient history. I'm like, boom. This is all Yu-Gi-Oh is, is ancient history. Learn. I got straight A's. Boom. And it was also cool. This is why I really like Yu-Gi-Oh. Because I'm like, all right. So we got these cool mystical elements of things. And then we got the, the actual history portion that I actually like with uh, the Egyptians and pyramids and learning all the gods and, and the mythos behind it all. And just like even like the, the regular civiliza- uh, civilization building. It's like, all right, cool. I go to a test. I'm like... Oh, all right. I remember when Yama Yugi said this. I remember King Atem. All right, cool. Obelisk. Obelisk is the representation of which god? Oh, that's Osiris. All right, bet. Pull. It's like I just started pulling things left and right. I'm like, oh, it's easy. It was, it was cake work. So mm-hmm. using all oh, of like that. your your knowledge and building it for for literacy to to teach you know other generations. Now is this going to be kind of, I guess. I guess scaled uh, grade level wise, or is it just like you're aiming for you know younger children right now, aiming for older children? So let me so let me be clear about the the educational piece, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I get this question a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, sometimes people try to come from my neck. They disrespect me a little bit. They're like, "Oh, so you write educational comics like like Schoolhouse Rock?" No, oh, no. no, that is not what I do. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. that's not the move. Um, the idea is, what if we 
what if you could take Naruto and put it in a classroom and align it with common core objectives so that your teacher would encourage you to read it instead of telling you to put it down? Yes. That's what we want to yes. do. Yes. So our so our comic, The Uncommons, um, is a comic that I would compare to Naruto in a lot of ways in the sense that I started reading Naruto when I was like 12. Yep. I'm 25 now, yep. and I still would pick up Naruto and read it. You, if someone were to ask you, hey, what grade level is Dragon Ball Z? You'd be like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, there, there are young people that read it. There are older people that read it. There are people that are, that are diehard fans. And I think through our comic, The Uncommons, what we're really trying to build is something like that. A story that's high quality and a story that has universal themes that a 12-year-old can pick it up and be like, wow, this looks really cool. I like it. I'm enjoying the story. And I like the characters. But at the same time, a 25 or a 28-year-old could pick it up and say, wow, this is some really in-depth character development. I see the allegories that are building here. Really what we want to build is something like that. Well, that is uncommon indeed. You don't find that too much in comic books uh, nowadays. And to have... I'm curious when you yeah. when you come together and put this all together and you you put you know like all right I want to do weird enough productions I want to do these comics I want to do the these uh, the the series the uncommon and, and I wanted to 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 go here and I could see that it could grow and into animation and everything like that for people that are because a lot of people have that same idea of of what they wanting to do these type of things. But how do you go about it? What was the first thing? What was the key for you to actually make it and for you to make the impact that you have? I think that for me, the first thing that I thought about is the thing that artists never think about, which is money. Mm. I was immediately like, okay, cool. How, how much money do I need? How much money is this going to make? Because right. I want to impact my community, but I feel like if you create... If you create something that you want to be impactful, but it's not sustainable, then it's not impactful. It's your ego. Like, it's not impact if it's not sustainable. If you can't replicate it, if you can't measure it, if you can't make sure that it exists for generations to come or communities other than the 15 people that you manage to get to come and sit in front of you, then it's not impactful. It's ego. You're doing it so you can feel like you're doing something. Right. What I wanted was to make something that it be sustainable in the sense that I could keep making and keep creating um, and also be able to properly compensate my team and the artists that I work with. I feel like artists are severely underpaid, mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that uh, as this grew, <clears throat> we, were able to, we were able to compensate our artists well. So I was like, cool, how is money going to be made? And when I went and looked at when I went and looked at how comics made money and how manga made money, it was a very intriguing thing to come across. Because if you look at a, if you look at the distribution cycle for manga, it's significantly different because a lot more people read graphic novels in the U in um, in in Japan than they yes. do in the U.S. Yep. Like Demon Slayer broke 25 million copies sold in like a mm -hmm. six week period. That's not happening in the U.S. anytime soon. No, not it's, at all. It's not happening. It's not happening at all. Like, one, one volume, 25 million copies. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> Our, like, regular books that hit the top of the New York Times bestseller list don't, don't break 25 million copies. So that's ridiculous. True that. Um, 
So there are people that are like, oh, I want to make a manga. I want to make a manga. But they don't acknowledge the fact that the revenue stream that makes manga viable does not exist in the American market. And then they get confused when they do their Kickstarter and it doesn't work out. It's like, well, the, the market's not there. There are people that want to read it, but the way that the way that someone monetized like Bleach is not the same way that you can monetize your indie thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in comics, a lot of the time in comics, people rely on legacy and licensed materials, which is why Batman has been running around for like three times my entire lifespan. <laughs> That's it's true. Cool. Yeah. It's like, ha- have fun, enjoy yourself, right? But, like, if Naruto was a comic, Jiraiya wouldn't be dead. Jiraiya would probably have, like, four spinoffs. Um, <laughs> there, would, there, would be, there would be, like, one where Jiraiya falls down some well and goes into the future and gets to hang out in the future for a little bit. Oh, you there'd mean be so many, there, There'd be so many, like, I hate you so much. <laughs> 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 there'd, be, there, there'd be so many, like, derivatives and spinoffs. Because in the Western market, the way that it's that's most easy to monetize is to take advantage of recognizable names, which like everybody likes X Men. So when the new X Men run came back last year, they knew they were going to bank on it, um, and that's the way that those larger companies monetize. And in fact, even those larger companies have trouble introducing new IP. That's if true. They introduce like six new characters. Like where is Sideways now? Where is he? I don't know. Right. He doesn't have his own. He doesn't have his own title anymore. Um, they rather they rather do a like oh an alternate universe where Batman is actually uh, 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 fighting six other evil Batman. <laughs> that one. Like like that's that's how they monetize and that's cool. But I knew I couldn't do that because I didn't have um, I don't have household name characters coming out of the gate. So I thought about how can we monetize? How can we get this in people's hands? And I think that's where a part of the education piece came in. And that's what's created the Uncommons, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the story of the Uncommons is is in the face of a disaster centuries in the making. Five unlikely outsiders must save each other to save the world. How did you put together your your team um, for the Uncommons and come up with this idea? Sounds kind of intriguing. The idea for the Uncommons was one that I had uh, in in like very early stages when I started Weird Enough. Um, I looked at I look I had a lot of like anime visual influences, and my first thought was, man, why can't any of these characters be characters that look like me? Why aren't there more characters of color? Why isn't there a more like why isn't there more diverse representation? But I also thought to myself, how cool would it be? to create a world that's as large as a Marvel universe or a DC universe, but to make it in 2019, like to make it where someone is literally opening page one and this story is kicking off in 2019. Like eventually we'll get to the point where you have all these characters and all these stories out there. But if someone was watching it happen from the beginning, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? And I had a lot of fun figuring out, okay, if we want this world to ultimately grow into something larger than life, where do you start? Where do you kick things off? What's the inciting incident? And for me, the the character that incited everything was Iris, our main character. Um, Iris has uh, an ocular ability called Second Sight that allows her to see energies, details, and outcomes. Um, And if her vision shows her that she's directly in danger of something, she has a dangerous sense where her body will speed up 
uh, to move her out of the way and get her in a safe place. But she can't really control it. It only happens when she's in immediate danger. Mm. Um, and in thinking about Iris, um, I thought about the fact that kind of what you all were saying uh, when I hopped on, that there weren't a lot of black women in comics. There weren't a lot of powerful black characters, especially black female characters. And generally, if there's anybody that can tell if the world is ending or if something is going to like really go left, it's black women. Generally, generally black women are the ones that are like, yeah, so this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. Um, and I'm telling you this because it's not going to hurt you, but it'll probably hurt me in the communities that I'm in. So I knew that for this story that we were building, Iris had to be the person um, to notice that something was wrong. Okay. And then from there, it became about building out the rest of the team. Nice. And now, how do you put together your team that, that creates the comic? Because are you, you're the writer, right? This yes. is your story. Yes. Are you also the artist? Are you... you uh, but you've got a team because you're paying people. So who's who's your team behind the? Oh, I am I am not an artist at all. As a matter of fact, my my illustration team cracks jokes on me because we'll have creative meetings, and I'll say I want it to look like this, and they go, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> can you um, can you sketch something out? Wow, and they'll like bloody. Nicker when they ask me because they know that I'm gonna go draw like some six figures. Um, <laughs> And I got to hand that to them, and they'll look at it and be like, wow, this is so high quality. Why did you hire me? You know I mean? This is great. Um, so what we started doing is we started showing, like, before and afters of, like, when I sketch some random thing and what it actually is up looking like in the grand scheme. That's what you got to do, man. It's got to be the back, like, that back matter in there. So the, the creative team for The Uncommons consists of me uh, as the writer. We have two amazing illustrators that we get to work with. Uh, the first is uh, Hannah Lee. So Hannah um, is an illustrator who's based in the Philippines. Uh, for, for context, when we put out the job opening, it said that we were looking to hire somebody full-time to draw comics. Within like four days, I got about 300 applications. I'm sure. And I went through every single application, every single portfolio. I sent responses to every single person, whether yay or nay. And the two artists that I work with now are the two artists that came out uh, that, that we felt like were the best fit from that giant application pool. So Hannah is uh, based in the Philippines, has a degree in fashion design, Loves comics, grew up on anime, uh, as well as, like, French comics, like the Witch series. Um, and from out of the gate, like, less than 12 hours after the job posting was up, Hannah sent in her submission for the job posting, like, her resume, and was also like, um, I drew a couple of the characters in my style to see if I have, like, the right feel for them. And at that point in time, we hadn't made character sheets available. There were only a few pieces of concept art floating around the web. Some of them weren't even on our website. And she went and looked at all of them and pieced it together to get, like, turnarounds of what each character looked like. And wow. sent that to me within 12 hours of the job being posted. And I was like, awesome. oh, well, it's, it, it, it's very obvious that she's interested. Yes. Okay. I would say so, um, Yes. And our and our second artist, Andy uh, Andy Robles Valdez, uh, he's uh, just amazing. So Andy has an eye for composition and an eye for line work that I think really makes the comic 
it, it makes the comic pop. So Hannah and Andy pretty much have this tag team type deal going on where as soon as I finish a script, we go through the script as a team. Hannah sketches, Andy lines. Um, then we have uh, another team member named Leah that comes in and flats, and flats everything. Then Hannah colors and Andy handles lettering. Okay. So as soon as they get the script, they bounce, it, they bounce back and forth throughout the creative room. And we have those conversations about, does this look the way that we want it to look? I think it should look like this. And I love that we have a creative process where they can look at me and go, you know, I know you want it to look like that, but you don't. Because if I draw it, you're not going to like it. Trust me. Mm. You won't like it. It's not gonna, it is not going to look the way that you think it's going to look. And I've had a couple of times where they'll be like, listen, if you ask me to draw it, I'm going to draw it. But you shouldn't ask me to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> and generally, I tend to listen. I tend to listen. I'm like, you know what? If you say it's whack, I believe you. I believe it's going to be whack. Let's not do it. I trust the team, trust the process, man. That is dope, man. All right, so uh, it, it, um, I want to ask, it's almost time for you to join the Triple Nation, but I do have one question that I have to ask. As Isaiah pointed out, you were recently featured in Forbes magazine not too long ago as one of the top, like— He's a 30 under 30. He's a, the top 30 under 30. You know, just just doing too much. You damn millennials. Anyway, but anyway, hey, bro, <laughs> I ain't mad at you, Tony. You do that work. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious when you saw that. How did it feel seeing them? You make that list, and I'm curious as to what your uh, your family and friends said about that. Um, it felt amazing just because, like, I'm a really big Donald Glover fan. Uh, when, mm, I, when I was in high school, I listened, I listened to Childish Gambino a lot. Like, I love his comedy and everything. And I remember reading about how Donald Glover uh, was on the Forbes 30 Under 30 when he was 27. That's right. And I was like, I, like, I want to be on the Forbes 30 Under 30 by the time I'm 27. And the thing about it is nobody told me that I was on the list. Like, I got a text <laughs> one day. Really? Yo, what? Was like, I, I, I got a text. I was like, congratulations. And I was like, stop trolling me (laughs) why are you playing with my dreams like this but then i went and looked at the site and sure enough like my my picture was there and my bio was there i was like wow it felt great especially because i'm the first and only comic writer to ever make the list so it makes me feel like people believe in what we're doing Mm -hmm. um i'm really excited about the uncommons like i think my parents are my parents are excited for me. My friends are excited for me. But for us, like, it's just the beginning. Right. Um, so recently I was selected as a history shaker by Coca-Cola. So mm-hmm. there's a... I there's saw. A, a, so my, my face is in a Coca-Cola commercial, which is which is very weird feeling. But for the next year, they're going to be doing uh, digital print and TV ads featuring me and the Uncommons and our characters um, and kind of the story of Weird Enough. And I think that... What I feel right now is that we're just getting started. Like, the people that were looking at Stan Lee when he was creating his characters didn't know what it was going to grow into. And I think that right now, people that are reading The Uncommons for the first time, um, what I want them to know is that it's going to grow into something that's massive. Um, we, we put the comic up on Webtoons. Uh, so if you look up The Uncommons on Webtoons, it's there. We launched our print edition at the Black Comic Book Festival in Harlem last month, and we're actually going to be doing a launch party at Phantom Comics in D.C. on next Saturday, the 29th at 6 o'clock. 
So it'll be the first time that the comic is actually available in a comic store. Which I think is going to be really cool. Okay. All right. Well, see, just doing too darn much. That's hey, what man. Tony Weaver do. Keep see, it rolling. He keep it rolling. Rolling, keep rolling, rolling. I ain't even mad at you, Tony. Go ahead with your high top fade, bruh. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. You make it look good. All right. It, time has come, Tony, for you to join all the rest of our fans and our guests on Black Tribbles to become one with the Tribble Nation. Now, what that means, and I don't know if Isaiah gave you a prep, but that means that you have to come up with a a triple designation that kind of indicates where you're geeky, and you can get real creative with it. I'm the Bat Tribble because I'm a huge Batman fan. Oh. Isaiah Super Saiyan Tribble. We have the Master Tribble, which is short for Jedi Master Tribble. We have the Uncanny Tribble, Ariel Johnson. Um, we have, well, Dante's the Intern Tribble for now. <laughs> <laughs> Until we do it like that. I mean, oh, yes, look, I do. Look, all interns get that treatment. All right, I yes, was I once intern trouble before. It's all right. You get your ranks. It's cool. No problem. We, 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 we treat them fine, you know, off the radio. We treat them, we treat them good. You know, we, we feed them once a week. So then, um, and, and the triples, people get very creative with it. We have uh, 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 a triple called Quest. We have no triple at all. We have a little triple on my chin. We have Diary of a Mad Black triple. Like, people get real creative with it, Okay. So just uh-huh. giving you, you got a high bar that you've got. It, it, the bar has been set high, Tony. Mm-hmm. So with that, all that in mind, what will be you, Tony Weaver Jr.? What will be your triple designation? I feel like when you think of Tony Weaver Jr., it's got to be Weirdo Tribble. It has to. It's got to be. It's got to be Weirdo Tribble. Oh, I can, I can already say we definitely don't have a Weirdo Tribble. I'm pretty sure we don't. So I think we that got works. some weirdo triples. We got some weirdo but, triples, but I don't think that's the official name. Oh, weirdo triple. We yeah. don't have a weirdo triple. We just got some weird old triples. <laughs> 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 we don't have a weirdo triple. I like that. I like that a lot. But it is not official, Tony. Not until okay. you take the triple oath of allegiance and to lead you in said oath, I turn all things over to the creator of that oath, and that would be one okay. master triple. All right, Tony. So from here on out, it's a fairly painless procedure. All you got to do is repeat after me. Okay. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. Say it one more time. I am. I got. You know, I got to read the contract before I. You know. All right, man. All right. Tell you what, I'm going to tell you the whole thing, and that way you can hear it before you say it. Okay. All right. See, see, you can tell he a businessman. Like, uh, I need the whole contract first. I need to, <laughs> I need to know exactly what I'm signing on for. If you don't mind, I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. That's the whole thing. Okay. All right, you got it. All right, yeah. you with it? You cool with being furry? I'm, 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 I'm still gonna repeat after you, so, so we get it right. All right. I'm a triple furry. The last word. I'm having trouble hearing it. I'm sorry. I'm a triple furry. The, the, the word that starts with an F sounds like you're saying furry, and I'm like, I know he's not saying furry. That's not what he's saying. Yes, well, I'm saying furry. Why are you denying yourself? I wrote it. I meant it. I said it. Furry. F-U-R-R-Y. 
furry. Yes. Triple's a furry. I'm furry. If you're going to be with us, you're going to be furry too, bro. Are you a furry or you a weirdo? What you doing, player? <laughs> Very, very, very well. They're, they're sending my tail in the mail. I understand. <laughs> there you go. I, I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall we say, so shall we done. Welcome, weirdo triple, to the nation. <laughs> Everybody real scared to be yeah, a furry. We need, like, a disclaimer. Wait, wait. We, need, we need like a disclaimer pin or like, something. Like, like, hold up. Like for, no, not that furry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my my, or, my orientation took a little longer. I had to ask about the fine print, you know. That's fine. Okay, yeah. That's I mean, fine. Some He's people like, what am I agreeing to? <laughs> it's all it's all good. Tony Weaver Jr., weird enough productions. If people want to get in contact with you, if they want to get involved, um, you told them that we've you, uh, the comic book's going to be in store soon. We've got a uh, special appearance happening in D.C. coming up. But if they are listening all over the world as the triple stream across the planet, how can they get involved with Weird Enough Productions? You go to weirdenough.com. You'll see our comic, The Uncommons. You can follow us on Instagram at weirdenoughhq. Uh, we're also on Twitter at weirdenoughhq as well. And on Webtoons, if you look up The Uncommons, the comments right there. Subscribe, comment, read it, cosplay, all that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Weaver Jr., remember that name because it's going to be ablazing on the top of a building someplace. I see it. I see it. The weird old triple. Thank you so much, Tony, for taking the time to speak with us, brother. Thank you. You all have a great day. Take all right, bro. You too. You. Much love, Tony. All right, that was that was cool, ladies and gentlemen. That was cool. Tony was dope. Tony was cool. Yeah, yeah, man. That was a lot of fun. I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's ten thirty-five, and uh, and on this very special edition of Black Troopers, we are cutting things short a little bit this evening. Um, but I want to invite you to hit us up, email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com with all of your thoughts, concerns, and uh, your feedback to the show. Like and follow us on all the social medias on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Because I don't show enough love to Tumblr. Yes, I understand. It's still out there. It's actually still progressively getting more love, too. I know. I know. Facebook, hit us up all at Black Tribbles. Where we are rocking out 29 days of Pioneer Grows. It's been happening every day this week. Uh, today, I believe we uh, celebrated Yvette Lee Bowser, the creator of Living Single, was our Pioneer Grow for today. Um, Yvette being a Pioneer Grow and Living Single being a, a Pioneer Grow in and of itself. That is, uh, that was a very slept on show. All right. Uh, also, you can join the Triple Nation Facebook group where we have a lot of fun talking back to our fans and uh, they give us uh, feedback on all the stories that are happening in and around the geek sphere. And don't forget to go to tri- blacktribbles.com, hit swag, get some of those new t shirts and sweatshirts by way of T Public, and go to YouTube, youtube.com, blacktribbles, where this show is available. You can look at this show where up there hey how you doing we've got triples after dark popping the the third season of triples after dark we have been filming it um 
over the last couple of months, yo, these episodes are insane. That's all I can say. They are nuts. They are being produced by the Master Triple, and I don't know what is what I thought I was doing when I gave him the reins. But, but oh my God! Wait till you see the roll the uh, the the rollerball episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's sick. That's it's sick. Good episode. Sickness is coming your way. Triples after dark. All in both seasons are up there on YouTube. All right. Um, I think that's about it, right? Uh, do you got a uh, worst case scenario? Oh, yeah. Uh, the worst case scenario is that we got to go. We're Till next week. But if you want to find a worst case scenario of your own, ladies and gentlemen, I heard there's a few popping off at the Franklin Institute. Go to the Franklin Institute here in Philadelphia and you can check them out. They got all kinds of worst case scenarios on uh, going on there. So you may want to check them out there. All right. For the Storm Tribble, for the Super Tribble, for the Super Saiyan Tribble, for the Master Tribble, for the Uncanny Tribble, for the Intern Tribble, for the new Weirdo Tribble, this, this is the Bat Tribble. Imparting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Uh.